to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total protonic reversal. Protonic reversal. Protonic reversal with your host, Conan Neutron. Broadcasting from a secret underground lair in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. A gigantic middle finger to everything that is rotten about music, rock and roll, and cover power. The thing is, though, if you don't laugh, you're going to go on a killing spree with sharp and nails. Confidence of a hero or a fool, I wasn't exactly certain which. Could not be more professional. That's like a science thing, right? Indeed, indeed, indeed it is. It is a science thing. It is a science place. It's a scientific fact. We're all up in your face. It is time once again for the one, the only, Brotonic Reversal. Welcome to it. Welcome to it. And additionally, welcome to it. And tonight's special episode. Uh, Mr. Will Brooks, Dialect. New record. Awesome. Super stoked to talk to this guy. It's a it's, it's a great record, and I think this is going to be a good conversation. So let's do this uh, preamble thing that I still am, you know, feeling kind of weird about doing, but this is what everyone does. So welcome to Conan Neutron's Protonic Reversal, whether it's your first time or you're a long time. I am your host, Conan Neutron. I'm a rock and roll lifer who has toured and recorded for over 22 years, most known for the band Conan Neutron, The Secret Friends. Music is a huge part of my life, and I use the format of this very long-running podcast to talk about music with musicians whose work I enjoy and respect. Folks, that may or may not be household names, but they do something very special. This is episode 293. If this is your first time listening to the show, all the archives are at protonicreversal.com and are always free. No ads, no sponsors, no kidding. If you'd like to support the show and get episodes sooner, you can give $1 a month to patreon.com slash Reversal. And if you like the show, or even just a single episode, please feel free to share it along, like, subscribe, or post a review. Because all that helps people find the show. And it's just a darn nice thing to do. So, there you go. Uh, so, with, without further ado, let's uh, let's go to the precipice here. Uh, well, welcome to the show, man. Hey, what's good, man? <laughs> How are What's you? Good, good. How are you? Good, man. Let's let's uh, let me let me adjust you a little bit here. There, there you, you go. go. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say, it's a great arm. Don't get me wrong, but there's more to life than arms. <laughs> uh, congrats on the new release, my man. That's uh, it, it. It's an awesome record. I was just jamming it earlier on. Uh, my my understanding is that uh, it wasn't the original. The original record you made was a little different. Like you kind of rejiggered things a little bit, right? Yeah, we are. I mean, we we pretty much start working on the next album as soon as you know an album gets released. So we started working on this, you know, I guess during the time of uh, you know after after we released uh, Endangered Philosophies, and then uh, actually I guess it was probably after that. It was when we did um, the Respect to the Authors uh, EP. But, uh, you know, by, by working on it, I mean, like, I'm just constantly working on tracks, just ideas. And, uh, you know, I had a folder of basically like me and Mateco sit down and we'll, you know, kind of find the tracks that, that kind of work together. 
and we put them together you know we probably started with a good like 50 ideas in all different stages of you know be it you know some fleshed out some just basic ideas and from that we narrowed it down to like 20 something uh from that we narrowed it down to like 17 those are the ones that we actually started really working on uh pre-pandemic fleshed them out some more uh, arranged them added overdubs with joshua booth and uh did some lyrics as well and then the pandemic hit and you know everything stopped so you know for those like two years or whatever I, you know, right afterwards i started like when things kind of opened up a little more i started doing the meditation series on uh on Bandcamp. yeah yeah that um, was a cool series yeah yeah and then after that like when we kind of like in earnest started working on the record again you know when we all reconvened it's like i started you know listening to what we had and it just wasn't really working man it was like i don't know it just didn't sound it didn't sound right it didn't sound heavy enough it didn't sound sad enough it didn't really convey the things we wanted to convey so not that we started from scratch but we kind of you know some tracks got omitted new tracks got put in its place and then uh we kind of stripped some of the tracks back down to to the basics and rebuilt them to make them work uh and we ended up you know very stripped down album we we, we ended up with like 10 songs that really worked together but um yeah it was it was definitely a process man it was it was a long long road to get here yeah i mean i mean for it's a it's a time definitely to reflect when you got like something like a global pandemic going on right i mean it, it's, it's well changing. i mean this this is my first experience with one so I'm, yeah exactly oh i'm a vet yeah. I'm, I'm oh, a, oh yeah okay. <laughs> i didn't realize you were around for the influenza yeah, yeah. Like 19, <laughs> 1902 oh yeah i'm way older than <laughs> I look, my man yeah way older than I look. 1912 <laughs> but it's you know you got a pretty relentless work ethic there's there's a lot of um a dialect records that and, and you're always moving forward right so it doesn't seem like you spend a lot of time in self-reflection necessarily no I've, i mean that's kind of been like the the mission statement with the group it's always just trying to capture i feel like every record captures who i am at the moment that we record them uh as soon as the record's out i generally tend to hate them uh like right <laughs> now like I'm, I'm still in the honeymoon phase with this record it just came out right. a couple of days ago but already i'm like man i gotta start working on the next one which you know what i mean that, that I, I feel like that's the beauty of music man it's like i want to i want to keep pushing forward i want to keep evolving i want to see like where we can take the sound um and just you know just keep keep creating uh so that's just that's been us in a nutshell constantly you know well and it's still there for people to listen to and enjoy mm -hmm. It just has to, doesn't have to be something that lives in your mind as like an active entity. But you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's funny. Like you know, you you inevitably get fans who will be like, oh, you know, like I, the only record I I love you guys were great on Absence, but after that, I hate everything you did. I'm like, well, they're like, why can't you do more records like Absence? I'm like, well, just listen to Absence. It exists. Put put that shit on repeat. Like, that's fine. Yeah, I think I think some people kind of think of music as. <clears throat> Like like comfort food or something, right? And they right. want to throw on like Ramones. I love the Ramones, right? But how many, no you know? Look, how many Ramones records do you need? Really? Right. No, but you know, but I, I also I get it. It's like you know you find a record that resonates with you, and you know that that's a beautiful thing, and I, I appreciate that. Don't don't get me to you know don't get it twisted. But I just feel like it's like for the person who's creating it, it's hard to like just live in that moment forever. Like you want to keep you want to keep building. Like a lot of those early records, it's like you know like I, I was writing those when I was I was a kid. You know what I mean? So. As a, you're, I'm, you're a different guy now. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm 46 years old. I'm a different person. If I was still thinking the same way I was thinking when I was 20, that, that there's a problem. You know what I mean, like I, I would hope that I've evolved, and I, I would hope that. Oh shit! Someone came in. 
<laughs> I, got a, I, got, I got a bunch of people here in the studio with me. They just chat. Don't, don't mind them. Don't mind them goons. But um, yeah, but I'll say, yeah, I'll be like, yeah, like it, you know, like you you would hope that that the music you create keeps evolving and keeps changing. Like, you know, like I I, I wouldn't want to be creating the same music I was creating when I was 20 years old. I want to keep growing, you know. Yeah, I mean, and it's you, again, like you know, we talked about, like you're, you know, you're a different person now. You and you're hopefully growing as an artist too, right? So since you're growing as an artist, like you want to like try new stuff out. And yeah. but then by the same token, it's some of it is you know you find stuff that you did well, and then you're like, all right, let's grow on that. Let's like yeah. you know, move that a little more. Like it's not like you're. No, yeah. When when I talk about growth, it's not like I'm not saying that like you know from my first record to my last record, it's like this monumental like shift of complete style and. and you know, right. essence. I mean, like the, the core of it is what it is. I'm just saying that like, my approach to it, like how I'm writing, what I'm saying lyrically, like all these things, you know, there's nuance to it and it changes over time. You know, like you, you don't really stay in the same place. Um, but that, you know, again, like I also feel that as an artist, you're never really, like you can't really write music for fans. Like you, you have to write it for yourself. You know what I mean, like the, the, the moment that you're, you're trying to figure out what people like, it's done. It's over. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 well, you're you're making a commodity, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not like none of it. Like I I appreciate that my records resonate with certain people, and I think that's an amazing thing. Like I'm, I, it's it's crazy to me. You know, what I mean that we have like fans all over this planet that like what what I've created for myself in essence resonates with them on so many levels. I think that's a beautiful thing. But I've never. Like I've always said, it's like this shit to me is more like my therapy. Like I, I'm doing it for very selfish reasons. You know what I mean? Like the fact right, that you would still be doing it even if there wasn't right. an audience, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the fact that I've gotten to I've gotten to do this like for a living and as a career is crazy to me. But and I'm very grateful for that. But really, I'd be doing it, you know, in in my basement or in my attic, like regardless. You know what I mean? Sure, but the thing is, it's it does resonate with people, and so there there's you know you're you're providing some give and take into the great you know musical booyah base that is the world, which is how I've always looked at it. Right. You know, it, it's you take turns. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you take turns, inspiring and be inspired. Hopefully. Yeah, no doubt, and also I mean, like obviously, it's like you know everything that I've done has been built off of you know everything that inspired me. You know, and and I'm I'm continuously inspired even by newer artists. You know I mean, like. It, like I was talking about that earlier. It's like I see what new cats are doing, and that that keeps me motivated. It keeps me sharp. It keeps me wanting to keep building. Yeah. You know what I mean, like as as they raise the bar, I wanna I wanna raise the bar. You know what I mean, like like I, I have no I have no plans on stopping anytime soon. So to me, it's like I just want to keep building. You know? No, and that makes sense. And and I think that that's kind of seems like it's always sort of been the case too. I mean, first time I ever heard you guys' stuff, I was like, oh dang. So it's sort of like one part. Public Enemy, one part My Bloody Valentine. This right. is this is this is why, and there was just to again, this shows a audience of all ages, but for the younger listeners and, and viewers, that wasn't done. That was not right. Yeah. <laughs> I, the, the the weird thing is like I feel like it's more accepted now because everything. I feel like even like even pop music is like a combination of so many things now, but like when when we were coming up, man, like genres were very very defined in a way. You know what I mean? And like we just kind of like we never fit anywhere. We just kind of like decided to create our own lane and just just make sounds that that felt right to us. Um, and you know, we just we, we did it, man. And like it wasn't it wasn't an easy road, but I, but I, I appreciate like you know I, I appreciate the, the what it took to to get from there to here. You know? Well, I think it's it's 
it's interesting too because things that are like heretical genre trader <laughs> things at the time like later on become like oh yeah of course that's 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 a thing that's done now it's like well now right. sure man but like so, it, you know, it, the wait, wall wait, wait. the internet have, has really kind of like taken down a lot oh of yeah yeah well not not just that but i feel like when i was coming up um and i'm sure you, you could attest to this like you know all like every music scene was very localized you know what i mean Less. like yes yeah like it, it's like if you if you were even like within like a genre like if you were into hip-hop even if you were like into underground hip-hop underground hip-hop from new york or new jersey would be very different from philly or very different from chicago very different from la and like you didn't necessarily know about the other scenes or what were, what was going on on a on a ground level because the internet wasn't there you know what i mean unless you had someone who went out there and you had you had your, your people come back with the tapes or vinyl or whatever and they showing you what's going on like in the underground like that's how you that's how like that was passed from person to person where now you can be any literally anywhere on the planet as long as you have an internet connection and you could be up on every underground genre on the planet you know i mean like you you could know what's going on in brooklyn or in san francisco or wherever you know what i mean like I, I could be the biggest fan of underground hip-hop from japan right now and i could have all the releases you know what i mean with, with like a few clicks or taps yeah which i mean like it's in like I've, I've always felt like that's like a double-edged sword i feel like there was something i mean and i don't know I, I think it's great that everything's at our fingertips i also feel like we might have lost like the intimacy of what um underground scenes used to be but whatever like there's like to me like there's no need in being nostalgic because the world has changed and you got to just adapt and you know this it is what it is now like there's no going back you know what i mean but um yeah but, yeah, but, but go, going back going back to like when we started you know like for real like we used to play shows man and like we would clear the room you know what i mean like if there was and we, i'm talking we were playing underground shows to begin with where there wasn't that many people to start with say if there was 30 people by the time our second, the, the middle of our first song, there'd be like five people left. You know what I mean? So that was that was like a regular occurrence for us. Yeah, but but I think you're onto something with like you know the the regional aspect of things too, because there there were things there were also you know records that I would hear where it was like oh this sounds like it's like what this sounds like it's from Mars like what is this you know and uh, records of all kinds too like you know Jesus Lizard, oh, yeah. uh, Wu Tang. I mean even God first time I heard Sonic Youth, it kicked my brain in. Right. Yeah. I was like, what is that a guitar? What is happening? You know, and then and then you get to kind of you get an ear for it and like, oh, that's that New York, you know, that no wave New York. OK, cool. And then you can kind of like hear other bands and acts that sort of and you can put it together. And it's like a puzzle. And now it's just all like, wham, right. It's right there for you. Like, here it's I kind of like look at it like where we used to have to dig through crates. Now you just have to dig through yeah. digital crates. You know what I mean, like it's, it's the same concept. It's just, you know, multiplied, but there really is, in my opinion, we're living through like a renaissance of underground hip hop, like where there's so many amazing bands coming out right now that it's, it's beautiful, man. Like I love it. You know what I mean, and also like, I feel like for the kind of stuff that we do, um, you know, like you said, like when we started, there wasn't that many people really doing what we were doing. There were, there were people, obviously, I mean, like, you know, even if we didn't know of each other, whatever it was, the zeitgeist or whatever, you know, there was people like Eddie Pop Consortium, like there was uh, Divine Styler, there was, uh, you know, uh, New Kingdom, there was uh, 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 Kevin Martin and them, uh, uh, Techno Animal. You know what I mean? Like, they, they, these groups have always existed, like kind of like outlier hip hop groups. 
but it wasn't it wasn't like known like it's known now i feel like now there's more of a almost like a subgenre where what we do kind of fits in more you know what i mean and yeah. even within that it's it's not you know people always try to compare but i, I feel like there's such a variety even within that subgenre like when you talk about groups like death grips and clipping yeah moody uh, black uh fat boy sharif there's like so many groups that are still doing it's still very diverse regardless you know what i mean like it's like yeah it's you can lump this all together because it's noisy and it's not mainstream hip-hop but once you actually listen to each record there's so many varied styles you know what i mean like everyone's kind of doing their own thing regardless and like sure i'm sure like you know one bands influence each other but that's that's the nature of music i mean it, every band has always influenced each other that's that's how music works you know? well yeah and it's it, it holds true that like you know i've talked to you know especially like older folks not like like geriatric but like, like older, older musicians that come on the show and it used to be like oh man if you sounded like another band like you would get clowned on like you would right. you'd, you'd be like what yeah, but that yeah that that i mean to me like that was like that that's what cracks me up because like when people were like oh you know like when we were first started they were like oh you guys sound so different i'm like yeah but like in hip-hop biting was like the worst thing the worst you could thing possibly you do, do. Yeah. You know what i mean it's like you were supposed to find your own voice and your own style like yeah. that was the whole point of this so it's like to me like especially like when you know you get a lot of people that you know would be like oh is it really hip-hop and i'm like well first off hip-hop is my culture a lot of people don't understand that because like they just think of hip-hop as rap music but it's like yo hip-hop is the entire culture it's not just the music you know what i mean so whether or not it's hip-hop that's not even that I, I don't even find like it's not even worth discussing that with people because yes it's hip-hop it's my culture you know what i mean and it really like dialect as a music really upholds those like central central tenets of of hip-hop about being original and about taking everything around you and creating something brand new like that's you know like listen to i was like you know i was give the example of like africa bambada and you know what i mean like what, what he was doing early you know what i mean and it's like planet rock no one knew yeah, what was going it's on like, yo, it's like you, you got you got you got you got to do for the bronx sample and crowd rock it's like yo like how you know what i mean like come on like obviously like it's always been about listening to everything you know if you speak to most djs they'll be the most eclectic music fans because that's that's what it's been about man you know well because you're searching for the sound and you're searching for yeah. inspiration right and and then like, you maybe you find something and you're like oh that's cool and like even like you mishear something and then like yeah. it becomes something else cool and that's how like you know, that, that's how the, the wild world of creativity should work you know, yeah, word up. algorithm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah well it, it was blows me away that you guys also like have shared the stage with so many different bands like i i, I saw you uh a bunch of times and it was never at like oh i'm going to the hip-hop show it was right. like oh this is like you know dylan escape plan or melvin it, or, there, there has been a few hip-hop shows mixed in but there you know, have so, there have so, yes like we, we we did we did some shows with krs one we did some shows with uh prince paul de la soul far side i mean like you know we've we've done some some shows but you're right but we've kind of we've looked at it more like i'm talking about my experience right right I, I, but I, I'm, I'm saying like we've just we've really to be honest with you like we we played whatever was available to us because to me it was always about playing in front of yeah. as many audiences as possible understanding that our music isn't for everyone but understanding that if we play in front of as many people as we can we're gonna find the people that it resonates with. you find your people yeah we find you know what I mean like that's to me like that's what music's all about is like you need to find your tribe you know what I mean and like yeah, we've yeah, made yeah. a career of finding our tribe amongst all different genres and kind of you know collecting all these weirdos that are into us 
and they keep coming out. And that's, I mean, it's a beautiful thing, man. You know, like. Well, and you got to be confident in what you're doing, and you, you know, you got to be somewhat fearless about it. Right? Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I feel, I feel like to to be a musician, at least the way I feel about it, I feel like you kind of have to have very thick skin, and you can't really give a fuck about what people say yeah. or think. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I've had, I've read, I've read amazing reviews, and I've read like you know reviews where they not only trash me but they'll like straight up like personally attack me yeah yeah, was, you're a terrible thinking, person somehow yeah yeah well I've, I've, I've had a few where they're like yo the music is bland and he's fat and i'm like what the fuck does that have to do with anything <laughs> you know what I mean? but i but word up like i got I, I need to look that review up but i really have had those but i also like i, I think it's like those reviews are hilarious because i'm like yo like i i'll I would bet that whoever wrote that shit would not say that to me in person. Oh would, no, are you kidding me? I would, I would, I would bet a whole American dollar. You know what I mean? But yeah, but that's you know, but that's but once again speaking about the beauty of the internet, it's like you know the anonymity. It's like you know, I mean, you could you could say whatever you want, and like there's no re repercussions, or, or so people think. <laughs> or just, yeah, exactly. That's the conceit yeah. of it, anyway. Right. Yeah, the classic, the classic example I can think of is when uh, uh, Roger Ebert blasted uh vincent gallo for the brown bunny which he hated i, yeah. I didn't care for it either i like buffalo right. that brown bunny soaked but uh vincent gallo said he had the physique of a slave trader right? <laughs> which okay you know solid this and then uh roger ebert's response was uh well, I can still lose weight, but you'll always be the director of the Brown Bunny, which I thought Damn. was Yeah, <laughs> that's that's rough. Wow. <laughs> oh, that one made me happy. I don't normally get into that, you know, that kind of thing, but I was like, that's that's how it ought to be if you're gonna do that kind of thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, but I mean like honestly, like I but really, to be honest with you, like I don't not, like no bad review really like upsets me. I'm like, yo, like yeah. I, I I like I like either end of it. You know what I mean? Like I like any kind of visceral reaction to what I do. Like either love it or hate yeah. it. Like, I think, like a strong like, negative reaction. Yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah the, the people the people that are like in the middle that like are kind of like me. He's all right. Like that's the shit that bothers me. You know because I mean? I'm like, yo, I didn't I didn't do something right there. Because like it's like if you hate me, great. Like that's like I know shit. This shit ain't for everyone. But if you if you have that strong of an opinion, like, I think that's a beautiful thing. But yeah, man, it's like again, like I like I said, it's like you know, like I primarily do this for myself. So if if you don't feel it, I get it, no problem. You know what I mean? Well, so if right. you're trying to if you're trying to appeal to everyone, you're basically going to be appealing to no one. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's the truth. It's like, yeah, you, like what the fuck kind of art is that? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's it's a uh, music. Exactly. It's going to be as inoffensive as possible. Oh, right. good. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. What a, what, what a wonderful world that would be. <laughs> So listen, man. Let's let's talk about let's talk about precipice. This just came out, right? Yeah. This this is this is this is the first COVID record. Hopefully, the last COVID record. Honestly, is yes. Yeah, but great, we're going. Who knows, right? Right. Uh, first COVID nineteen record. Exactly. We're up to COVID forty five. You know. There'll be there'll be more. The rate we're going definitely. Uh, and you know, there's some there's some really cool songs that are on here and i think there's a lot here for listeners to kind of dig into something that i've kind of been doing like since the pandemic started actually is when i have some of the new record is kind of go through each of the songs and like hmm. we talk about right like to so talk about like the lyrics 
the production, uh, maybe in some cases, like how it may have changed. Uh, uh, since you mentioned that, you know, like you kind of went back to the drawing board on a lot of stuff, you know, just anything that like comes to mind or whatever you into doing that, like that level of detail, like Good. stories, whatever. All right, cool. So it's an interesting record. And it's, I mean, to, to the, to the best of my, I, I may plead the fifth on a bunch of questions. Cause like some of the things I'm not going to remember. But, it's it's you know it doesn't need to be like a comprehensive overview necessarily yeah. just like you know whatever whatever springs springs to mind whatever uh, whatever bubbles up to the surface okay so uh, first one we got uh, suppressivist uh, lest we forget uh, so that one is interesting because that is a track that was uh, brought to the table by Mike Manteca after we reconvened and that was it really set the table because I like I told like when I as soon as I heard that track I was like yo that's First of all, I knew right away that was the opener. Nice. And I told them, I was like, that's the that's the mood I want to set for everything else that follows. Um, I think like that one was pretty much done before I even got my hands on it. Like I, I added, I think, like a bass line to that. That that can't remember if it was like a piano or a synth. I gotta listen to it again. But I definitely added a bass line. But it was primarily, you know, Manteca that brought it as is, and I just thought it was gorgeous. I just think it's a beautiful track. And it I just feel like it it captured like just the feel you know what i mean like the the yeah. the hurt the 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 loss the the anger all of that you know what i mean like I, I think it sets it up beautifully and also like it's it's i just love the juxtaposition because it's like it sounds so heavy but then the next track kicks in and it's like yo like what like when those drums kick in it just yeah. makes it seem you know what i mean like it, like i just love the way it goes from one track to the other it's amazing yeah, I was gonna ask if you had a had in mind that that was gonna be how you kicked it off because I think opening tracks yeah. are important, especially these yeah, days. yeah. I mean, like we well, we definitely look at we always look at sequencing. That's a very important thing to us, like the the order in which the the tracks are placed. Like I I always envision the album as an album. I know like the world is more of a singles world now, but I still listen to things like complete. So I want to hear it as as one one sitting listening you know what i mean so like to me like how the songs play off of each other it really matters to me so i like that song going into the next one i think the, the next was boycott right boycott boycott yeah. Yeah. yeah the drums the drums of boycott like it made the drums sound 10 times heavier you know what i mean like it's 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 just uh, contrast right i mean yeah absolutely yeah and it's, it's funny because it's like it's not it's like dynamics but without it's like the first track is heavy as fuck. it just happens to have no drums but it's like when when boycott kicks in, it just it gives you like a new idea of what heavy is. You know what I mean, it's kind of like ups the level of it. So I just I thought it really worked really well. But yeah, but lest we forget, really captured like the like what the album needed to be. Um, that was like one like a, a track that was brought in after we reconvened, and it's dope. I love it. Yeah, there's that same principle. There's a uh, retro vertigo that uh, Mr. Bungle song that uh, which a former guest of the show, Trevor Dunn. Uh, we, we talked about that a lot and it, like it's, you know, it's i think it's a super killer like you know very catchy melody and he kind of wraps you in and then like the drums kick in like I don't know, it's like three minutes in or something you're like oh like yeah. it, it just seems like a stadium suddenly opened up in front yeah of yeah you know like it, 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 what what i love stuff like that but it's like you have to as a as a music fan you have to have the patience for it which unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately a lot of people don't i mean like, they want like, that instant gratification to me wow. it's like like it, having like you know like those extended passages and then you have that, that payoff at the end it just makes it so much better you know? yeah like it's, it's very it, satisfying it, absolutely <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah word up uh decimation 
um yeah uh decimation might be one of my favorite ones on the album um just lyrically just like the the vibe of it the uh the drums like that i don't like I, like i can't help but move when i hear it you know what i mean like it's just it's like again it's like heavy like it but like in a different way man like almost like this like tribal feel to the whole thing like it's like this whole like marching vibe to it it's just yeah like that that i can't wait to play that one live man. yeah it seems like that'd be that would be a uh a pretty killer live jam for sure yeah. <laughs> do you have a uh how do you feel how do you feel about lyrics and, and like printing lyrics and stuff like that that that's that's a question i wanted to ask you printing lyrics yeah like like yeah. I, I I mean like we we kind of fluctuate between making people work for it, and, <laughs> right. uh, and then like just having the lyrics out there. I think uh, this time around, if you purchase the CD, there the lyrics are in the booklet. Oh, nice. Uh, okay. They're they're not on the vinyl, um, just because the, the the layout was just different. But uh, we'll probably I mean like we we tend to have the lyrics are on the website. They're not up yet, but they will be up. But for oh, okay. like for most of the albums, they're they're up there. I just. I mean, like you just have to look on the website. I mean, I just I feel like I, like I don't want to spoon feed people the lyrics either, though. Like I almost feel like sometimes like whatever you think the lyrics are might be better for you. You know what I mean? Right, right. Because there's that whole I forget what the phrase of it is that there's a word for it, but you mishear something. Yeah, uh, yeah. But as different as what, it, and sometimes it can be like awesome. Like, yeah, yeah. I know yeah, people like, name bands that way, you know. <laughs> and I think yeah, I mean, like I, I think like you know, like we we kind of we were conscious of like. I think like this album is probably like the loudest my vocals have been you know, in a long time. You know what I mean? They're pretty up there. Yeah. It's yeah. It's yeah for, for us anyway. You know what I mean, but uh, I mean, uh, I think the songs that I want people to hear what I'm saying, you can. And the ones where it's up to interpretation, they're like that for a purpose. You know what I mean? And whatever you interpret it as is fine. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, like what, what I think the lyrics mean to me only really matters to me. Like what you make out of them. You can make you know, get you could draw your own conclusions, and like I said, like there's certain songs where I made it obvious enough where you can't really, it's not going to sound like anything else but what I'm saying. So yeah, no one's going to be mistaken for being no, food yeah, or yeah. something, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the ones, you know, what I mean, like I, I believe there's a line where I said "fuck your children." Yeah, I said yeah. "fuck your children." Like that, there was that was there. It, it says it. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a it, there's no ambiguity. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, and, and also, like, I mean, I, I, I think that that's um, that feels like that one's very well placed. That was very well placed in the record for decimation. Yeah. Uh, so next up is good. Yeah, good is really interesting, man, because I feel like the style is unlike anything that we've done uh, for dialect. Uh, it's almost like it, it might be like one of the poppiest dialect tracks in a weird way. Um, yeah, like, it, and, I, and I, I mean, like, obviously, it's still a dialect track. Like, I'm not saying it's, you know, it's like mainstream hip hop. I just mean like the the vibe of it is definitely. It's there's something really catchy about it that, uh, that I really like though, and uh, and it's actually funny like you you saying like the, the, like you know hearing something that's not actually there, uh, that little hook sample that good is not actually saying good, but I just. I'm telling you that it's saying good. So then you can be the <laughs> That's saying right. good. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but it's not. It's it's actually more of a, uh, you know what I mean? But like in the context of it, like it becomes good. And that's that's what it says. You know? Yeah, you're, the, the listener's mind fills it in. 
Yeah. As like that's the thing that's happening there. I, I, I there's a word for that too, and I don't know. I apparently need to buy a thesaurus. But, yeah, you you don't know many words. <laughs> yeah, apparently for such a loquacious <laughs> mind, I don't know many words. Apparently, uh, holistic. What you got? Next? Yeah, holistic. Um, I feel lyrically is one that I'm just really proud of, man. Because it's just more boom bap. Yeah, you know I mean, like I'm just spitting on that, and I, I just kind of went for it and just you know. Just like I, like I said, just spitting, um, and the track itself that that's another one that came after uh, after we reconvened. So it just has like that rawness to it, and just yeah, I mean, like it's just that that one to me is just straight up hip hop. It's it's it's, it's it's you know what I mean like there's not a lot to it, but what's there, everything has a purpose. You know what I mean like it's just very nicely built and strongly. Built. I will say it's as straight up as you guys get. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, when I again, like everyone, like please take this like within the context of that everything I do is really fucking up. Right, you know? exactly. So you're gonna th- you're gonna think it's like you know real like straightforward yeah. and like listen, there, there was at one point like I, I had like my side project Iconoclast, which in my mind was like straight up boom bap hip hop. It's not. I mean, like it's it's the best I can the best attempt I can do at like straight up like you know boom bap hip hop. There's just really something wrong with my brain. So. Well, you got you got your your way that you operate and your way that you, yeah. you create things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like for for as like straightforward as I try to be, it, it never really quite is. It is in my mind, but when you listen to it, it's not. There's always something a little skewed to it. But, but yeah, but holistic is in the scheme of this album is probably um, as straightforward as it gets. Uh, I feel like good is like like the poppies we get, and uh, holistic is like just the most like just straight up boom back underground kind of just. Spitting contract. The Harbingers. Harbingers, I imagine, um, I'd like to make this happen somehow. I imagine uh, Eddie from Iron Maiden. Nice. Appearing behind us and growing to the size of like maybe 16 stories and coming out like with like one of those like sickles and just like decapitating the first six rows of audience members. <laughs> um, Guar style. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's like blood everywhere. Uh, and then, like, no one could escape. And then, like, this gigantic Eddie is just in the, the venue. I feel like that that is what that song sounds like to me. There's a great recent Hard Times article. It says, uh, Eddie wishes Iron Maiden would come up with album art concept about relaxing on the beach or something. And he's, like, <laughs> in a war, and there's a bomb going off behind him. He's, like, a trip. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie's been through a lot, man. Yeah, <laughs> man. That that like, where's Waldo of Woe? He has he has literally been in the trenches. He's been like a you know fighter pilot. Like yeah, yeah, man. The dude, like, give him a holiday straight up. <laughs> exactly. and meanwhile, here I am trying to recruit him for my band. <laughs> but I mean, like, at least if he comes, if he comes, like, if he comes our way, you know, I mean, like the idea of the track. There's like the line. Uh, uh, I can't remember the lyrics exactly, but what I talk about. Uh, uh, let's suffocate uh, the, all the misogynists, uh, racists, yeah. and narcissists. My daydreams are marvelous. I, like that was uh, that line when I wrote that. That definitely made me smile. Um, yeah, the, I mean, that's one where there's not a lot of ambiguity too. And unfortunately, yeah, 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 yeah. right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, but Eddie, give him a call. All right. Yeah, word up. Yeah, have, uh, Eddie, have your people call my people. Let's work something out. I ain't made doing too much right now. I think I don't think they're touring at the moment. So. Maybe Bruce can fly him over. <laughs> uh, Devotion. Devotion is another track that uh, Manteca brought to the table 
Um, and uh, that, that one, I uh, again, added bass, uh, added a synth and a piano, I think, and the lyrics, obviously. But, uh, but yeah, again, just gorgeous, um, very shoegazy, obviously. Uh, you know, definitely, like, I, I, I put it as, a, in my mind, it's like a, like a, a relative track to uh, Forever Close My Eyes uh, on an earlier album. It just, it just has, like, that feel to me. Um, also, probably because it's a track we'll probably never play live, much like Forever uh, Close My Eyes, but... Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I, I just, I feel like that track really just like, it kind of captures like so many emotions and so many feelings. Uh, yeah, it's, I feel like every one of our albums has a, not like necessarily that exact kind of track, but a track like that, that's kind of like left to center. Um, but that is like very, you know, it just captures like whatever. Like whatever I'm going through at that moment, but this one just just really, really felt. It just felt like it needed to be on the record, man. And again, like when when uh, Mateka brought like, lest we forget, in this one to the table, it was just like, yeah, man, like that. Those were like, you know, it was like right away. I was like, absolutely, those two are going on the album. You know, I mean, there was like no question. So there's certain tracks that just, you know, that you know they have to be released, and like that was definitely. One of them. It's like an emotional centerpiece on this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so it works. It, it works very well with uh, where it's at, too. Um, did you ever... Like, so you, you've done a lot of records. At this so you're, you're fine with there being songs like, that's the song that's going to be the record. We're probably not going to play that one live. Did it ever used to stress you yeah. out or anything? Nah, nah. I mean, it's weird, man. Like, I, uh, although I've, you know, this has been my chosen career for, for the, you know, more than almost like 25 years. Uh, this is going to sound crazy, but I'm not like... In real life, I'm not the type of dude that like needs attention or like likes to be in front of people or any of that. Like I know, like I'm up on stage and I, I perform, but it's like I've grown to love that. When I first started, I didn't really. Like, I, I used to love working in the studio. I used to dread like playing shows. Like I'm not a like I wasn't a performer. I was you know what I mean like I I I was an MC and I was a producer, and I like to make records. And then I was kind of forced to perform that. Um, and I've grown to love it. You know, I mean, like I, I absolutely love it now. Like, you know, these especially like these last two years where I wasn't able to two and a half years where I wasn't able to perform, I missed it so much. You know, what I mean, like being yeah. on stage, it was like it, it was like it was shocking how much I missed it. You know, what I mean, um, cut off a limb or something. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was heavy, man. But it's weird how like I I grew to love that. So. The idea of not playing songs to me just means it's less lyrics for me to remember. <laughs> and which, because which gets it, which gets it gets harder and harder, man. Because like it's like you make more records, and then like I'm supposed to remember songs that I wrote like 20 years ago plus the new ones. I don't think I have enough room in my head anymore. Like, if if I learn a new song, I'm gonna forget how to tie my shoes. You know I mean? so, <laughs> exactly. You're gonna like yeah, start you can get all Ralph Roberts on and start forgetting <laughs> peanut butter is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but hey, remember that song from like six records ago? So that's yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> uh so next up, Heretics Inheritance, one of my right. favorites on the record. Yeah, um, so there's a version of that song that exists without Adam Jones on it. For the people that don't know, Adam Jones from Tool is on that song. Yeah, um, so, comers called Tool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This this new band. Yeah, I'm, I'm, try, 
I'm trying to help him out. You know what I mean? So I figured, <laughs> let me give, <laughs> let me give this kid a shot and uh, give him, give him a little guest appearance on the record. See if it does anything for the career. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll see. But it's still, you know, it's early. We'll see what happens. But um, yeah, there was a, uh, you know, there's a version without him on it. And I, I just I was listening to the uh, the rough mixes here at the studio, and one night I was just like, man, like he would sound perfect on this. And me and him have like wanted to work on something for a long time. Um, I presented him with the idea. He basically he was like, yo, give me a couple of days. He locked himself in the studio, sends me back a pro two session like with like I don't know how many tracks of just like <laughs> ideas. Like it was just cra- it was overwhelming. There was so much stuff. You know what I mean? And he had added like guitars. He had added since um he had looped like my track itself in a way that i'm still not sure how he did it like i tried to replicate it but i kind of got it but not quite um and then uh you know there was like it was like all like, just like just like mass amount there was like you know there actually was a guitar solo too but the funny thing is that's not what i really wanted from him. i didn't want a guitar solo i wanted everything else that he did yeah because to me it's like i just i wanted his like like his sound in our in our universe and i think like we captured that that yeah because i didn't i didn't want it to be like oh here's a dialect track and hey here's adam jones from tool on doing his guitar solo right yeah i mean i just felt like that's like Like, like cherry king and the beastie boys (laughs) yeah yeah i just i just felt like that was just kind of like i don't know man like that's kind of that's not what i wanted I, i i just i really respect him as a musician I respect him as a guitarist, obviously, like, he's a guitar guy, but I, like just overall, like I just, I respect him as a musician and I, I just wanted like his, like his sound on what we were doing. And it was funny, like everything else that he had done in like on that Pro Tools session is what that was. Like all like the guitar feedback, the noise, like the synth lines, like all this stuff that he added was perfect. And there was even like, you know, he had told me he was like, Yeah, he's like, I, I left this other track where I guess, like, through the pedals, he had picked up some radio broadcasts, and there was like this Martin Luther King speech that came through randomly. And like, when I heard it, I was like, I was like, Yo, I was like, That's I was like, Perfect. I was like, That's what I was working, that's what I was waiting for. Because there's always a moment on every album where things will start happening that there's no explanation for. And I was like, It just happened on what you sent me. I'm like, That's exactly what the track needed. And it just it works perfectly, and uh, when I sent it back to him, he was like, "Where's the guitar solo?" I was like, "Don't worry about that." <laughs> I was like, and uh, I, like I, I keep I keep telling people, I was like, I may be the only artist that asked Adam Jones to be on the track and like didn't and didn't didn't add his guitar solo. Um, but I think it works. I love it. I think I think what he did is amazing on it. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm like so grateful to have him on there, man. Like he, he really killed it. And it's a, uh, you know, it, you know, he he kept on telling me that you know this doesn't count as far as like me and him working together. He's like, this is this is like one thing. He's like, well, we still have to do something together. So the idea is that we're, we're going to work on a separate thing, you know, in the future. So yeah, like, twist my arm, fine, I'll help. You. Yeah, I was like, I guess so, man. If you need me for something else, all right, I'll help you out. These 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 young kids, man. Yeah, exactly. They're thirsty. You know? <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I think that's that sounds got a real cool like hypnotic. Yeah, I, I think and I, and I, I think like that side of it, like where you know it needed to it it needs to be as long as it is because you need to kind of fall into it. And you're right, like be hypnotized by the whole beginning. The whole beginning ends up being like what Adam did. So it's like this whole like instrumental passage basically, and then it kind of breaks down. 
and it's just like this drone and then like the drums and the lyrics come in and you're like what like where the fuck did this come from i mean and again like we were, talking, we were talking about like payoffs in a song like that i think it's, it's perfect like the way it does that yeah I'm, I'm, it makes you think of like uh some of those berlin bowie records mm. you know where we're just <laughs> you know the cocaine flowed freely and so, <laughs> and so did the intros, you know. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, there's, there's definitely a fine line of, uh, you know, how long how long you can make something. But, but it works because it's yeah, yeah. it keeps you engaged the whole time. And then, like, yeah. when you almost kind of lose track of what's happening. And they're like, oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Like, it, it, it's a nice... It, it's, a, it's a nice song in that way. And I, I think it's... Uh, it's good that you didn't just start the record with that because I, I like that it's sort of like an earned payoff when you listen to yeah, it, uh, yeah. where it is in the record, which is. Like yeah, and I'm also I also love the um, I love like the lyrical content and like the hook. I think like yeah, when lyrics come in and like the hook especially is like those are some of my favorite lines. The uh, I don't give uh, I hold myself to a higher standard. I don't give a fuck if you guys are angry. You know, I mean, there's something like very very cool about being able to say that over and over again. Yeah, I was gonna say as a proud secular humanist, I was like. Right on. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, that's what's up. That's good. I can't, I can't, I can't wait to play that in Middle America. Yeah, we'll go, go play that in the Bible Belt. I'm not, I'm not touring in the Bible Belt. Come on. <laughs> play uh, one of them uh, uh, Blues Brothers bars. With the <laughs> Come on. I'm an East Coast elite, man. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Is that isn't that what we are? Whatever. Yeah, apparently, that's what I hear. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> so then uh, you got the title track after that. So precipice. Yes. Um, yeah, precipice was another another like late edition. Uh, yeah, it'll be like that one is just kind of. I feel like the um, uh, that one is a good example of. I mean, it's all kind of all over the record. But there's a lot of like things happening in the background. Like it seems like very straightforward, but there's like a lot of uh, layered vocals and like affected vocals that I, that that I really want people to kind of like be affected by on like third and fourth listens. You know what I mean? There's like kind of like little melodies and little things that kind of pop in, like left and right speaker kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like I love stuff like that, man. Like I've always been a fan of like like the the later Beatles records when they were experimenting with stuff like that. And I'm just I, I love that stuff, man. I'm a sucker for that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just, like, weird backing vocals and all that. And, like, I, we kind of took our time to really do that with this album on most tracks. But this one kind of has a lot of that in it. You know what I mean? Like, when you kind of, like, hear, like, that, the crafting of like the backing vocals and all that stuff. But the, and it's, like, I'm always, like, weird about having, like, I usually don't have title tracks, but uh, we did I was going to ask time. about that, yeah. Yeah, I like, I, usually, I, usually the albums are usually uh, named off of, like, you know, it'll be just a title of an album, and it won't be a track. Usually, I mean, I think maybe we might have done other ones where we have title tracks. I can't remember offhand, but I know this one does have it. But uh, yeah, it just it just worked that way. I just I really like the the concept of 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 just like the idea of precipice. You know? I mean, especially like where we are in the world today, and where we are, and like where I am in life, and just in general. You know what I mean, like I felt like precipice was a good. Uh, Good title for the album. Fitting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's a good, you know, all the stuff you're mentioning, I call it like being a good headphone record, right? You can listen right. to go with headphones, it's going to be a different experience than you just have it like going, you know, while you're doing the dishes or something in the, in the room. And uh, 
I, I like that. Some of the, you know, a lot of my favorite records are that way where you're like, oh, hey, I never noticed that. You know, you're kind of like, oh, cool. That's neat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, my favorite records have always been the ones like where I, you know, I listen to them like years later and I'm still discovering like little things that I never heard before. You know what I mean? Like I'm a, I'm a big fan of Tom Petty and Wildflowers is like one of my favorite oh, Wildflowers records. Wildflowers is so great. And I've, I've been listening to that record, you know, since it came out. And I remember like, it might've been maybe like a year ago or two years ago. There's like, what song is it? There's like a piano lick on this one song where I was just like, I had never heard it before. It's like this little, yeah. little piano line that just happens. And I'm like, how the fuck did I not hear that? But now I can't help but hear it. And I wait for it now. You know what I mean? But it's like, Little things like that, man. It's like that. That's what makes. I don't know. Like it just makes music so beautiful to me. It makes albums so beautiful. It's like you could you could tell that the artist like spent like time crafting it. You know what I mean? And I want to give that to people like when they listen to it. Like where it's not you know the song is what it is, but then like you're gonna hear it again and it'll be other things in there that you're not picking up the first time. You know? Yeah, I mean that's a. There's it's a certain kind of record making, and you know there's 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 almost this, you have to have this understanding, this letting go of the fact that, yeah, some people may never uh, dig that deep. That's all right. It's oh, yeah, yeah, deep, yeah, it's fine. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, we as musicians, we already sit here and, you know, I'm sitting here listening to a snare for like 30 hours just to make sure that, does that sound right? You know what I mean? And it's like, so you, you kind of have to be insane to begin with anyway to do this, so. Hey, allegedly, uh, that's what Metallica did with San Anger. So, <laughs> yeah, really? Well, they didn't get it right. <laughs> like you, you listen to that. For three <laughs> That's what you came up with. You came up with laws, laws. You fucked up. <laughs> no, you don't fuck up. You know you don't fuck up. <laughs> Some internet genius replaced the uh, snare sound on uh, Master of Puppets with the snare sound from Saint Anger, and it is. Uh, look, it's for a certain type of person, and I'm that person. I'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it at that. Okay. Lars Ulrich coming up next week. <laughs> yeah, tell him I said what's up. <laughs> and then uh, closing out the record, you got Insight. Yes, Insight. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Insight was dope, man. And that's another one, like those like uh, weird, happy accidents. Uh, I won't disclose where the uh, backing sounds come from, but in digging and coming up with like, you know, like, I wanted these like sounds in the background. I found like this, like, uh, I believe it's like sounds like from like from uh rikers island and it was like from i think like the 60s or 70s and the weird thing is if you listen to the beginning right before i start rhyming there's like a part where you hear mr brooks and that was in that that like those sounds that i found my last name is brooks right yeah. and i just I, I felt like when like when that happened i was just like yo like this is it, it was like one of those moments where i was just like yo that's crazy Cause it was like yo like the, the the chances of that occurring were pretty slim you know what i mean but um but yeah like i it just like you know i feel like the track is just it's a closer man you know what i mean that's that's a yeah. mario that's a that's mariano I'm, I'm rocking my yankee hat so that, that's the mariano rivera of the album right. that is a motherfucking closer that's the way you that's the way you close out an album and I, and I love the uh the extended like hook at the end like it kind of like goes on forever and keeps evolving and, it just gets heavier and heavier and i like i kind of did this thing like where every time it kicks back in it's like a one db louder you know what i mean yeah, so it's like it's like subtly cool. it's like subtly building to like where it's almost like not even contained in the speakers like i wanted it to feel like 
it was like borderline gonna bust out of the speakers. It's almost like the uh, the, what is it, the frog in the boiling pot of water, right? Yeah. So it keeps yeah. turning up, turning up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, I, and that's like you know, I mean, like it, it's funny. Like I've uh, the album is meant to be turned up loud. Uh, I didn't necessarily master like we didn't master it as loud as we could have because I don't really, I don't really, I don't like that at this point because I feel like you lose the dynamics and you lose a lot of the detail in the music. So to me, it's like. I want people to listen to it loud, but, you know, just use that, you know, use your volume knob. That's what it's there for. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. turn it up louder. Yeah, there was a big, um, you know, there's a thing in the, in like, I feel like it was like the early 2000s where it's just the loudness wars where everyone's just yeah. trying to, like, make everything louder and everything else. And then you, like, look at the file. It's just like a freaking Yeah, it's brick. a brick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it, it's like you, you lose all dynamic and you lose, like, all, like, to me, it's like you need the quiet parts to make the loud parts sound loud. So like to me, yeah. it's like when we mix and we master, we just do it to a level where it's listen. You know, like you can listen to it, but you know, if you want it to knock the way it's gonna knock when you hear it live, just turn it up louder. You know what I mean, but that that's the idea of the whole album, but especially that last track. It's like I kind of you know like I I kind of gave it like those little boosts just to emphasize that, but yeah. it's meant to like you know at this point when I'm when I'm making records I do think about what it's going to sound like when I play it live and that was one where I was like oh yeah this was going to be crazy when we play this shit live it's going to be nuts you know yeah I mean? yeah no that, it seems like it would it would translate well and and I didn't notice the, the slight volume increase the first time but no, nice. like, very cool turning this, they're turning this up okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> like yeah. is this my imagination no no I don't think it is right. so those are those are those are the tracks on precipice of course you can get precipice uh Dialectbandcamp.com, Ipecac, wherever your uh, finer records are sold. I think got, uh, there's like that gatefold. Yeah, uh, the vinyl. The vinyl is gorgeous. The funny thing is, man, like I, I've seen people like posting pictures of getting the vinyl. I just got mine today, so I'm finally, <laughs> I'm finally part of the club. Because I was like, I was, I was starting to get vinyl envy. I was like, damn, man. I was like, everyone, everyone has, like, <laughs> everyone has their vinyl, and they're telling me how how amazing How's it looks, look? and I'm like, man. I was like, I've only seen, I've only seen the. Uh, the PDF files, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I finally got it in my hands, man. That shit is dope. I will, nice. I will, hundred percent. That shit is that shit is ill. I love like shout outs to Paul Romano, my art director, and uh, Mike 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 Elam who did the uh, interior art. Uh, yeah, man, like they they killed the artwork. Paul Romano's been doing our artwork since uh since Abandoned Language, and he's been he also does the Mastodon stuff. Yeah, like yeah, he's done Mastodon. He's done uh. I mean, he's done all types of like bands, but yeah, like he's, he's got he's, a very distinctive style, is why I say. Yeah, he's uh he's been uh like we basically have uh have like you know uh decreed him our uh, our art director and basically I don't I don't see the artwork till it's done. I basically I uh I I give him the album title. I give him rough mixes as they're coming. It usually starts with instrumentals. Then I give him like you know like the final mixes as they're coming, and then he works on the artwork and he he usually hands it in like. At the deadline, and shows me first, and I I just know that it's gonna be fly. Like I know yeah. it's gonna be dope. And this time was no exception. Like he like this time, he really knocked it out the park, man. Like I was blown away when I saw this artwork. I can't wait for people to, to peep it. It's it's uh, it's so beautiful. Well, and it fits too. It, it fits yeah. in a way that it's got its own thing, but it it fits. It fits the yeah. vibe, right? So that's Absolutely. that's Absolutely. that's what good art should do. I mean, I, I've I've seen records that are like. God, that record's so great. And that artwork is so bad. Like, yeah. what, what were they thinking? Well, that, 
I think that was uh I believe that was like our absence record, which I, I think I did the, the artwork for that. And I, I look it back on it and I'm like, damn man, I wish I had Paul Romano for that record. Uh and I'll and I mean like our early records, like with the exception of Filthy Tongue, I do like that artwork, but uh like, um, yeah, but uh, the Negro Necro Necros and Absence did not really have good artwork. But uh may maybe the reissues will get a Paul Romano to rework those. I'm looking at it. It's been a while. I'm looking at absence. That's fine. It doesn't do any harm. It's not. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's whatever. It doesn't. It doesn't pop at you. But yeah, I've yeah. seen worse. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But it's weird, man. It, it makes it makes a huge difference having someone dedicated to, to do that side of it. You know, because he he's yeah. creating like the visuals for what we do like sonically. Uh, it's a good it's a good matchup and a good team. Man. It helps create the world. Right, yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. It helps create this world. Yeah, word up. So tell me about the meditations series. I thought that was a cool. Yeah, thing. yeah. So that I mean, like that was kind of. I think my, the favorite thing about that to me is that it, it just happened so organically. Like it was just. It started with like I I've been I'm gonna be that dude. I'm gonna be like I'm gonna tell you, I've been DJing on Twitch for like for like, before anyone was doing that. Not before anyone, but. I was I was doing that a while ago. My my boy DJ Rec, shout out to DJ Rec. He put me on Twitch when it was just a gaming platform, and he was like, "Yeah, you could like broadcast on here. You could DJ on here." And at that time, like they were they weren't really like monitoring anything, so you could get away with the copyright infringement shit. So you could just DJ whatever you wanted to. So I was doing that. So when the pandemic hit, I kind of started doing um, like DJ sets from my crib. And like, granted, like, I'm I'm no I'm no D I'm I'm no D nice. You know? I mean, I didn't have like half a million people tuning in i had more like you know 20 people tuning in yeah. but whatever like i did it i did it for fun and you know like especially like during the pandemic it was kind of like this like pseudo human contact thing just yeah. interaction you know what i mean just to be able to play music and hang out with people and like bullshit and like talk on the chat or whatever and talk back and forth it was just kind of fun man like i had I had like Patton tuning in like while I was doing that shit from like from my crib. He would like he would tune into my broadcast, but he's very like he's like not tech savvy, so he he didn't know how to get on the chat. So he would text <laughs> so he would text me as I was DJing. He would text me the whole time with oh, requests great. and like telling me how much he like he loved what I was playing and like it was, but it was a blast, man. It was it was great. And you know, I mean like it was also you know like I, I'd sit in like in my home office because I couldn't even come to the studio like I was just stuck at home. And I had built like a little, like a little setup. Like I brought home enough gear just to kind of work on stuff there. Um, and I was DJing like off an iPad. Basically, it was an excuse to like hang out in my office and like drink scotch and you yeah. know drink some beer and just I'm doing like, a thing. I'm not just yeah. I'm doing it's a just to do to do something during that time. You know what I mean? So it kind of started from that, and then from there, like one night, I just decided I had brought home like this gear, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll just like work on live beats and just broadcast that. So I did that. Like I broadcasted like a session. It's probably like two, three hours of me just kind of working on these beats, and people tuned in. Same deal. We, I was hanging out, drinking, talking, working on these beats, and then at the end, like somebody was like, "Yo, like where where can I buy that?" And I was like, "Buy that." I'm gonna tell you something, man. For you know, for as much as you know, we, I, you know, I, I will say that you know we we know how to make music. Um, dialect as a band and myself as a person. I am a terrible business person because that that shit never crossed my mind. I was like, sell it, I'm like, huh? Can like, you do that? Sell it, you say? I was like, ah. yeah, tell me more about this comment. Yeah. So, 
so I was like, oh shit. I was like, yeah, I was like, All right, maybe I was like, maybe I'll put it up on Bandcamp or something, and you know, like yeah. you could buy it there. And they were like, Yeah, do that. And I was like, okay. So I did that, and then it just happened, it coincided with I think it was like right before the Bandcamp Friday. And then like once that Bandcamp Friday thing kind of started, I was like, shit, I was like, maybe I should like you know, because I was like, there's no prospects of shows, there's no prospects of anything right now. I was like, so maybe I should just like try to try to like release, you know, something monthly. Um and I started doing that and it was just kind of ill because like I've never really worked on anything that was that immediate. So I was like get, having that like that constraint of having to record, uh, mix, do the artwork and release a project every month. I had never really done that. So it kind of lent itself to like being able to speak on what was happening at the time. Yeah. And as I was as it was happening. So, you know, usually like dialect releases take like a year or two. So like having like one out every month was a brand new experience. And I will say it definitely translated to, to Precipice because like w- when we like restarted and like started working that again, because like that immediacy was a beautiful thing. And it was also, I think like, you know, to to us to some sort of degree, I guess I, I, I lean towards trying to be like a perfectionist on dialect records. And I feel like working on the meditation series kind of got me away from that where I was like, I don't care, you know, because I was releasing shit that was really raw, but it was more about just getting like the emotion and like the the feel of it out and not really giving a fuck about like how raw it was. And there was something kind of really beautiful about that. And it just again, like they just kind of like evolved from like almost like a live beat tape to more, you know, experimental kind of just like it went wherever it needed to go, like from month to month. And then I started dropping in like more produced songs in there so there's actual like dialect songs that you know that are in there in various meditation releases that i just kind of i didn't really like advertise it or nothing but i was just you know just putting like new joints in there as i was working on them and then uh when things like when the studio opened up again like my boy dev one who's somewhere in the background um it's around there somewhere that's complex that's not him but uh dev one uh was one of my first people that came through to the studio and me and him actually worked on a couple joints and i ended up putting those on the meditation so there's like dialect songs like with with another mc um and just like you know it kind of like they became like these like albums you know what i mean like in yeah. there's seven of them it's it is crazy it's like they, they came out so quickly even now like when i go back and listen to them there's like parts that i don't remember like creating or or putting out and i'm i'm like happily surprised by it you know what i mean like there's definitely like dope moments on there man um, so yeah, it was it was great, and it, I definitely feel like that whole experience really, uh, you know, tra- translated into what Precipice became because it like all of a sudden it wasn't you know like I wasn't too concerned about you know oh we got to make the perfect record. I was just more like yo we need to make the record that needs to come out with the feel that it needs to have right now, and uh, that it just like having that um that platform of meditations like just like mentally kept me focused uh you know just creatively just just overall man like I, I don't know i don't know like where i would be without it really and also like for the people that 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 copped it man like that was my you know like they they really oh, looked me out man yeah. that was yeah, that was bread man that was bread that i would that i wouldn't have if you know what i mean like if people weren't supporting it so i'm forever grateful to the people that copped it man word up yeah those bandcamp fridays that was a uh... That was and that, that was and continues to be a very nice thing for musicians. Yeah, word up. And like, I think there's I think there's one this Friday. There absolutely is. And it and it's 
if nothing else, it gets people thinking about actually buying music. You know. Yeah, no doubt. And I think I think what uh what Bandcamp did is a really beautiful thing just for 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 artists like in general, man. Like not you know a lot of companies want to talk about like how like they're for the artists, but like Bandcamp really showed that they are. Yeah, don't tell us. Show us. Yeah, word up. And they they really did. You know what I mean? Like I I hope like I know that they've been sold and all that, but I really hope that it continues. Like on that trajectory, like where they really are for the artists, man. Because there's not many companies like that, you know. Yes, hard agree. <laughs> That's yeah. a controversial opinion, but I agree with that. Yeah. The orange soda beer. I'm, I'm getting another beer. Sorry. Oh, gotcha. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I wanted to. Talk, talk a bit about some collabs specifically i want to talk about the faust one oh work what when i first heard y'all's music one of the first things i thought of was like oh there's like kind of crep rock elements to this yeah yeah well i'd be like faust of uh, i've been a faust fan for a while octopus as well uh like you know my first co-producer and uh yeah like linking up with them was crazy man because like we we had uh it was a uh, classical homicide which is on uh it's on Filthy Tongue, but it was actually a 12-inch on Matador before that. We did a split 12-inch with Techno Animal. Yeah, where, that's uh, right. yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So on that split 12-inch, like that was the first time, like we, you know, Classical Homicide was one of those songs that we had, we toured on like the first record, uh, Negro Necro Necros forever. I think we, we toured on that for like, maybe like four to five years. And we just kind of added a couple songs to the set list. And Classical Homicide was one of those first ones that you know, we were playing live early before it was ever on any record so we put that on that 12 inch and we had a, a booking agent in germany who happened to know hans Joachim ermler uh and uh he gave him the 12 inch and he heard it and you know there's the line on on classical homicide where i say how many mcs know who faust is and he was just him and uh zappy the drummer they were like yo like, who, who are these guys yeah and, like, we want to meet them so uh yeah like we we were in europe we went to to Joachim's house uh, met with them and you know the the lineup that faust was at that time it was like basically it was like uh it was uh uh zappi i can't remember it was like zappi and uh yokum were the two like original members that were in the group at that time and then they had like a it was like an american guitar player and a french bass player but um who weren't original to the band but like i mean like zappi and and yokum are founding members so i was like as far as i'm concerned that's faust you know what i mean yeah, um, yeah for sure yeah. yeah so like you know we got to chill with them and uh yeah they uh you know said they wanted they wanted to they wanted to collaborate and it was like it was really as, as like simple as that and it just you know like, it all kind of feels like a fog man it was just kind of like okay and you know we set up some time to come back and, and like record with them and it was just like so easy it was like we would hang out, we would eat, we would drink, and then like we would kind of wander down. At that time, it was like in the basement of his of his uh, house, like, where the studio was. We would wander down to the basement and just organically, just kind of like pick up instruments and start recording. And Yoko was always recording everything. And uh, you know, we did that for a few days. It was uh, myself, Octopus, and uh, DJ Still at the time. And uh, you know, recorded with them, and then Yoko kind of went through the tapes and like made these mixes and i think there might be like maybe like six or seven different versions of that album that he kept sending us and then he kind of like and like you know there's like slight variations from each yeah, like yeah. one to they're not like you know like it's not like completely different albums but just like 
different track orders, different mixes, different, you know, takes and all that. But uh, he finally like, sent one that, you know, that he was happy with. And yeah, he put it out on his label. And yeah, it was crazy, man. Like that, to this day, like I st- I'm still not exactly sure how that happened. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it happened. Uh, and also like, like most of my career, drinking has a lot to do with it. I feel like <laughs> that uh, there was a, there's a story I keep telling people, like when they ask me about Faust, uh, we were, it was like probably like four or five in the morning. We were in his control room and it was like me, him and Octopus. And we were drinking wine straight out the bottle and uh, passing it around. And he was like, I remember like, he was like, he was like, you guys are just like Faust. And like, yo, this is, How's Joachim Emla telling me we're just like Faust? I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Yeah. And then he takes a breath and he's like, you'll never make any money. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, fuck. Wait, well, you, that's what you meant. Yeah. Oh, and right. I was like, ah, I was like, yes. And he was correct. Like he, he's a very wise man. Very wise man. <laughs> Dude, so again, and, and, and yeah, as we've established, you know, you're you're an act that's you share the stage with a lot of different types of bands, different different types of uh, different types of artists and things like that. Uh, any anything spring to mind as far as just like out of out of the left field interactions or like you know pleasantly surprising uh, um, interactions like along those lines? I mean, I've I've had so many, man. It's been it's been crazy. Like just like the idea of like how many like bands that I've been influenced by that I've been a fan of that I've gotten to like meet, gotten to play shows with, gotten to speak and like have had them tell me like, Oh, like, you know, like even if it was just like a one time that I, like, we saw each other, we were like, yo, I saw your set. That was amazing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. to have people that I respect say that to us was just like stuff like that is just crazy to me, man. But, um, off, off the top, I'm thinking, uh, I remember we played, um, uh supersonic festival and uh damn i'm blanking on my man's name but uh oh man the new york band drummer and electronics uh silver apples oh snap Uh, yeah yeah my my dude he he passed away recently he did yeah but but not the drummer passed away like years ago but like the the main guy uh, like the the vocalist synthesizer guy um damn why am i blanking on his name i feel like a jerk but anyway, he he had he was playing he played like right uh, after us in the lineup, and I guess like he watched us perform, and like we walked we walked off stage, and he was just like so, just like so cool, and like you know like I was telling him like how much his music meant to me, and like he was just like so complimentary of what we were doing, and just so genuine, and like those moments, man, like it's just it's crazy to me, man. Like yo, wor- working working with uh, Charles Hayward from This Heat, like. Yeah. That to me, it's like the fact that the fact that I can call Charles a friend is insane to me. Yeah, you know I mean, like I like I still can't quite wrap my head my head around that. But yeah, Charles, like you know, Charles, like we toured together, and like that's like it's crazy to me, man. Like this heat is like monumental to me, man. It, it's it's just it's bugged out, man. It really is. But yeah, like for well, all of that, like yeah, I mean, to, touring with Prince Paul. I mean. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I was I'm gonna like, say you were the only accident short of like God Flesh and Prince Paul, you know. I mean yeah. like, that's <laughs> like, like Prince Prince Paul, like we, we toured with him and like he would straight up like like he you know he was headlining because he's Prince Paul, of course, but he would get on and he'd be like, Yo, shout us the dialect. He's like, Yo, those motherfuckers is really doing it. I'm just up here DJing. And I was just like, Yo, but you're Prince Paul, kid. Yeah, like, you like 
you created some of the most amazing hip hop ever. Like, fuck out of here. But yeah, like I love Paul, man. Like, yeah, like, but yeah, but like all those moments, man. Like, you know, playing with Far Side, uh, we played with the Roots. Uh, the Roots invited us down. I remember, like, we to, like, to for a recorded session where they would, like, they would just like to like jam with like different bands. And I remember, like, we came down and were part of that. Like, it, you know, like our styles didn't really mesh, but we had there was the there was obviously respect between both bands. It just didn't, you know, like we couldn't really come to a, a place where like what we were both doing worked. But I just that the idea that you know that they wanted us in the studio, like I'm, I was humbled by that, man. Yeah, that's, I think, I think that's huge. That's an honor. Yeah, yeah, complete honor, man. Like I think Black Thought is like one of the best MCs on the planet. You know what I mean, yeah, you know I mean like Questlove, Ill Drummer, like oh, Ill Group, man. So like to be around cats like that man and like to to have those interactions like those to me that that's that's what you know faust was absolutely right you know what i mean like we we're just like faust we never made any money but guess what like faust also hung out with the rolling stones and i feel like, you know i mean and it's like and it's like I, I feel i feel like to that degree we, we have like similar paths in that he's right like we are that it's like I, i've been able to like create music with unbelievable artists you know what i mean i've been able to, to tour with tool uh, yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm not. I, I ain't mad, man. Like, I've I've, I've done what I want to do, and I I continue to do it, and I'm I'm grateful for that. Man. I mean, it's. I think you got to get ahead about all of it, you know, and and it's it's the kind of thing where that'll carry you carry you forward in the lean times. Yeah, I mean, like, yo, on the real, listen, like, I look, I grew, I grew up broke, so that shit doesn't matter to me. Um, I never, I never became a musician to become famous or rich. That's not, like, that was never on my agenda. I became a musician to create ill music, and I do that. So, I'm good. You know so I mean? it's already successful. Yeah. Yeah. I got yo. Know, real talk. I think like the only, you know, I've had people ask me like, you know, like what what advice can you give to younger musicians? And I'm like, I don't really know because the landscape has changed so much. I'm like, but the one thing I can tell them is that the most important thing is that you need to define what success means to you early and you like you need to define it don't let anyone else define that because like you you decide what it's about if it's about fame and it's about record sales okay cool but then approach it that way if it's about you know music if it's about you know experimenting you know you have to define what it is for you i mean like no one else could define that for you and like once you find like, the path that you want to take, take it. And like, you know, that that's, you know, you'll, if you, you'll find happiness that way. If you let someone else define it for you, you'll never be happy. You know I mean? Right. Exactly. That's, that's not, that's not going to be the end goal of someone else is to, yeah. <laughs> to hopefully define you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not generally. I, I suppose it maybe has happened once or twice ever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got some, you got some tours coming up, man. Yeah. We got some uh, European dates, hopefully. Uh, I'd still, I still, I say hopefully because, you know, nothing, I feel like nothing's 100% anymore in this world. So, yeah, we hope we hope they, they go down. We have, like, some uh, UK dates and some uh, European dates. Uh, we have a New York show and a Boston show. Uh, and then, you know, there's more things in the works. So, yeah, you know, I'm excited to get back out there, man. Word up. Well, you got a killer record to do it with, so that, that's how yeah, we're yeah, yeah. Okay, on the real, like I'm excited to get out there and play the new songs. Definitely. Uh, well, this has been killer, man. Thank you so much for doing it. Appreciate you. Uh, glad we got to make this happen. Uh, last thing, it's the only can question I ever ask guests, so you can choose to interpret this however you like. Sure. Why do you do what you do? 
I have no choice. Fair enough. Yeah. I have to. Well, I appreciate that you do. All right. I appreciate that you appreciate that I do. <laughs> uh, be safe out there. Uh, no doubt, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate yeah. it. All right. Take care, man. Take care. Oh, there he goes. Will Brooks, let's listen to one of the songs off of this killer record, man. Uh, pick it up. It's Bandcamp Day tomorrow if you're listening to this in real time, watching this in real time. Uh, and if not, it's it's all, it's you know, it's just like it's five o'clock somewhere. It's Bandcamp Day somewhere, man. Go get it. <laughs> uh, this is Heretics Inheritance.
base levels Prevalent systems seem built for decay Delayed reaction to dismay Displayed in various ways Thoughts convey concise Oppression seen as might Toppled by concepts of patience and leverage Privilege is heroism And relabeled heritage A heretic's inheritance So complex to identify as American Half saying it's better with Other halves attacked by shepherds Quick to dismiss the very facts Of a past mad checking I play chess done, put away your checkers You got to do better, my expectation of temper Your contempt for gnosis is showing Exposing rats with four minds Tipping timers turn out to be small time Still guilty of war crimes Honestly don't miss the before time Crimes to execute my best work Exert energy fractional to its return In turn I've learned actual word of each word Align geometric to amplify the message A testament to the ancestors Ain't big on your grand gestures Empty promises littered across these great plains Blood soaked remains nurtured fertile soil A numerous release from immortal call In the name of progress What we see are monsters Reflected and refracted From metastasized cancer What we lost is time, wealth and answers We see heroes and pandas Hold myself to a higher standard Don't give a fuck if your gods are angry I hold myself to a higher standard I don't give a fuck if your gods are angry Tick-tock, motherfucker Set to ancient rhythms and even more ancient 
slapping the shit at you And only be your half facetious These humans is fickle creatures Prefer my albums with zero features Believe us away on the prophecy I'm awaiting the change Sam Cook said there ought to be Fuck the hypocrisy Same shit I think I'm broadcasting back audibly Cause this world is dope Most these heads is dope And the cops is dope the black we all Cause this world is dope Most these heads is dope And the cash is dope All the black we all So that's good. That is not just good, that is the song good. Off of the record precipice. Which you can get on this, this thing on. Van Camp Friday Eve at the time of this recording. Precipice by Dialect. Can you hear me now? Go get it. It's fresh. Very fresh. Uh, before that, we had my personal favorite on the record. Heretics Inheritance. Featuring Adam Jones of Tool. Uh, dig the one. It's good. It's a good record. Go check it out. Many thanks to Will Brooks for coming on Protonic Reversal. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I sure did. The name of the show is Protonic Reversal. Thank you very much for listening to it. This show airs Thursdays, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 6 Mountain, 5 Pacific. Why did I screw that up? Uh, RadioNope.com, also YouTube, Twitch. The archives are always free. ProtonCoverSal.com. No ads, no sponsors, no kidding. Unbought, unbowed, undefeated. Mr. and Mrs. America, all the ships at sea. If you like the show and want to help out and get episodes sooner, patreon.com slash Reversal. One dollar a month will achieve that goal. And we thank you for it. I've got... Thanks, everybody, uh, leaving reviews, sharing the episodes around. That really helps people find the show. Lots of people finding the James Williamson episode for some reason. And thanks for listening, too. I do appreciate it. Lots of good stuff coming up. Stu Spasm of Lubricated Goat next week. I'm stoked for that. Stay safe out there. Can you hear me now? Out on... And take it easy. Dark and lonely. I got my radio on. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now?
any color at all. Welcome to my top ten. I'd like to thank our sponsor. But we haven't got a sponsor. Not if you were the last man on earth. She was prepared to prove it. This one goes out to a special girl. if there's no one there to receive. It's the end of radio. As we come to the close of our broadcast day, See?